Welcome to the SharePoint Maven podcast. If you are an end user, power user, or administrator frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes happening in SharePoint Online and Office 365, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, you can expect easy, insightful, and actionable steps that will help you correctly set up and adapt to SharePoint and Office 365. And now, your host, Greg Zelfand. Well, hello, this is Greg Zalfant. Yeah, that's me. Uh, and welcome to episode number two of SharePoint Maven podcast. And today we're going to be talking about an interesting topic. Uh, we're going to be talking about hub sites versus sub sites. Now, in case you're confused with this terminology, what I would like to do first is explain to you what hub sites are. And I will explain to you what sub sites are all about. And then we will draw a comparison and essentially will answer the question whether you should be utilizing hub sites or sub sites in your SharePoint online environment. So let's start with sub sites first and why we have them and had them for many, many years. So in the past, in the past, the way we organize sites in SharePoint would be something like this. We would create uh, kind of the main site, uh, we would actually call it a root of the uh, site collection, if you will. And then uh, we would create additional sites by creating them underneath that main site. So in other words, it would be the same uh, approach, the same methodology as if you're creating a folder hierarchy, right? You have the main folder and then a few subfolders underneath and then subfolders under subfolders. And you get, um, at the end of the day, you get this very deep folder hierarchy. Well, same idea with subsites, all right? Essentially, uh, let's say you had a, an internet and SharePoint with department sites and project sites. Uh, you would stack them up exactly like that. You would, uh, again, have some sort of main site, then a subsite, maybe for each department, and then each department would have corresponding subsites underneath. So it would, again, be very, very similar to folder hierarchy. Uh, and it would look like uh, almost like a family tree. And all of the subsites together would essentially make up what's called a site collection, all right? Um, actually, that's how you started uh, with uh, subsites. You would create a site collection first. I mean, obviously, a site collection would only have one uh, site, and then you would need to create all the um, subsites underneath. So in other words, you only have one top-level site. Uh, again, we call this uh, root of the site collection, and then all the subsites are underneath, almost like a folder hierarchy. And this brings us to hub sites. Uh, hub sites is a relatively new uh, terminology and functionality in SharePoint. We only got it in 2018. Uh, and the idea behind hub sites is that we don't have any subsites. All right. The idea behind hub sites is that uh, essentially we get a top level site anytime you need to create a new you know a site a new repository for your department or project so no more subsites essentially uh, in a way everyone gets uh, a separate site collection right a top level site uh, for their again team department project so instead of the um, subsite hierarchy, if you will, uh, it's pretty much what we can now call flat uh, information architecture. So what that means is that there is no physical connection uh, between 
this sites anymore. Essentially, each and every uh, site is a separate uh, entity. Think of it as different planets, right? Uh, so essentially, each and every site is a separate entity, a separate planet, and there is no physical connection between the two, other than the fact that obviously all of the sites reside in one uh, Office 365 tenant. So that's the new way of creating sites. And obviously now Microsoft has modernized SharePoint Online and uh, we every time you create uh, a new team site, a new Office 365 group site that is, uh, or a communication site, it's pretty much a standalone entity, all right? It's a standalone site collection, if you will. And the idea is, again, no subsite. Now, the challenge though uh, was uh, how do we bring all of this independent sites together, right? Because remember, with subsites, it was nice and easy. We had one top level site, we have all the subsites underneath. Uh, we could easily create common navigation at the root of the site collection. And essentially, uh, it would propagate down to all the subsites underneath. With modern sites, this is no longer possible. This trick will not work. Why? because each and every site, if you think about it, it's pretty much a standalone site collection. So the menu, whatever menu you built in one site collection does not carry over to another site collection. So how do we unite? How do we combine all of the sites together now? So that's where the hub sites come in. Functionality we got in 2018. I mean, what essentially a hub refers to, it's a functionality that allows us to combine all of this separate sites, all of the separate site collections under one umbrella into one common navigation, if you will. And the way it works with hub sites, is, uh, you, you pretty much create your uh, main site. You know, the, we call it the parent hub. Uh, essentially, it's a site where you will manage kind of the global navigation and then you register it as a hub. You register it as a hub. Uh, that's done in the SharePoint Admin Center. Essentially, when you register a site as a hub, uh, it tells SharePoint, this is your main site. This is where you will manage your global menu. And then you you just need to associate all the other sites uh, to that particular hub. So they become part of that hub. Again, there is no physical connection between all of the sites. Uh, they are still all independent. Hub is pretty much a way to unite all of the sites into one common uh, global navigation, one umbrella, if you will. So if you think of about the site as a planet, using the same analogy, right? Uh, if we think about the site, uh, each site as a planet, then a hub would be like a universe, all right? Uh, essentially a collection of planets. So this was a quick overview of hub sites and subsites. Now back to the original question of uh, hub sites versus subsites, whether you should be using one over the other. Well, let me tell you, let me answer that question for you first. Uh, you should no longer be using subsites. Now that we have the modern sites, now that we uh, have the hub site functionality, uh, you should not be using subsites in your environment. Now, there might be a few exceptions, and I'll talk about those a little bit later. But uh, long story short, you should not create any subsites. And it's probably okay if you have a few. You probably have definitely have a, a few subsites already because uh, you obviously had SharePoint for a while and you created your Office 365 account uh, a few years ago, and that was the only functionality we, ha we had at that point. Uh, but now that we have the modern sites, now that we have team sites and teams and communication sites, you should not be 
creating any more uh, subsites in your environment. So let me now explain to you the advantages of hub sites versus subsites, and hopefully that will convince you to switch to this modern flat architecture as well. Reason number one, security inheritance. So one of the problems with the subsite in the past was the security inheritance, all right? Where every time you created a subsite uh, in your site collection, by default, it inherited permissions, inherited security from uh, the site above. And in some cases, it was okay and uh, something that was intentional, I guess. Uh, but in many cases, it was not, right? And what was happening if a user shared, let's say, a subsite with someone internally or externally, they would inadvertently share the site above as well because the security would be inherited. It would be the same uh, team members having access to uh, both sites. Uh, and unfortunately, this would lead to potential you know, security breaches, et cetera. So security inheritance was always a huge problem. With the hub sites, with modern sites, we no longer have this problem for obvious reasons because each and every site is an independent entity, all right? There is no, again, connection between uh, two modern sites other than the fact that they reside in your tenant, in one tenant. But uh, if whatever you do to one site, uh, you can uh, share it, you can prevent sharing, you can delete the site, nothing will happen to the other site uh, at all. Reason number two, rigid structure. With subsites, it's a pretty rigid structure. Once you create a subsite somewhere in a site collection, that's pretty much it. That's where it will be for the remainder of time. And if you wanted to move your subsite somewhere, let's say you wanted to uh, change it to a different level within a site collection or move it to another site collection, pretty much was an impossible task. Uh, without obviously third-party migration tools. So if the organization had some sort of reorg, uh, you needed to move a project site from one site collection to another, uh, pretty much again, it was impossible to do. With hub sites, there is no such problem. With hub sites, it's a pretty flexible model. And because there is no, again, physical architecture between sites, each site is an independent entity pretty much. So if you want to move it, let's say, from one department to another, it's just a matter of reassociating a site to a different hub because you can create as many hubs as you want uh, in your tenant. Well, there is a limit, but most businesses do not need to worry about it. Uh, you will never encounter that. Uh, but you can have as many hubs as you wish. And if you're a small business, you probably just need one hub, right? A hub is just essentially a collection of sites bundled together under one common navigation. So you probably just will be happy with just one hub. Uh, but it's not uncommon to have multiple hubs, right? Especially if you're a large organization and each and every department has like, you know, 20, 30 sites, uh, then you need multiple hubs. And if you need to move a site from one department to another, let's say it's just a matter of reassociating it with a different hub. That's all. So definitely a very flexible model with HubSite. Reason number three, external sharing. External sharing in SharePoint online is configured at the site collection level or at the site level, right? We really don't use site collection terminology anymore because each and every site is pretty much a separate site collection. We just call it a site. But long story short, uh, the external sharing is controlled at the site level 
in the admin center. So, so what that means is that if you enable, let's say, external sharing on a given site, a given site collection, the settings will apply to all the subsites underneath. So again, if you have this old classic subsite model, then by enabling external sharing on the whole site collection, you pretty much enable it for the subsites within this site collection. All right, so that means that everyone will be able to share something externally if they want to. And there is no way to prevent this. We cannot uh, enable external sharing for one subsite and not the other. It's either all or nothing, the whole site collection or, or nothing at all. With hub sites, again, we don't have this issue. With hub sites, again, each and every site is an independent entity. So uh, whatever you do in one site collection does not carry over to another. So what that means is that uh, if we enable external sharing, let's say in a marketing site, it's not going to be enabled automatically in a in an HR site, for example. You have control over that on a side-by-side -side basis. Reason number four, modern templates. Uh, look, with subsites, if you want to uh, create a communication site or a team site that's connected to an Office 365 group, and if you want to take advantage of Teams and Planner, all these modern tools we now have, you pretty much can do it. Subsites do not support Office 365 groups. So if you create a subsite, yes, you can end up with a modern-looking team site, but it's not going to be connected to Teams. It's not going to be connected to Planner or Outlook. Essentially, it's just going to be a one boring subsite. In contrast, hub sites support the modern sites. So if you create team sites that are part of Office 365 Group, if you create communication sites, they all can be part of the hub. So in other words, uh, when you create a hub, when you associate all the sites to the hub, by definition, they are modern. So if you like Teams, if you like Planner and want to use and uh, want to take advantage of these tools, uh, you will obviously be able to uh, if you proceed with a hub site model. Uh, reason number five, global menu and mega menu. Uh, so with subsites, we had the ability to obviously create a common global menu and link all the sites together. And by default, the uh, menu propagated all the way down to subsites, so it was inherited. Uh, and you could create uh, drop-down menus and obviously link all the sites together through one common navigation, but it was not really a super attractive menu. With hub sites, it's a different story. With hub sites, you can create a global menu, a hub menu that you would create at the parent uh, hub level. And the beauty about this menu is that it's absolutely gorgeous. And the hub menu uh, essentially allows you to create the drop-down menu where you can link all the sites together that you uh, link to all the sites that you associate with the hub. Uh, but the cool thing is that you can choose between two different styles, two different flavors of the menu. You can choose uh, the regular drop-down menu, uh, very, very similar to, to what we had with a classic uh, sites and uh, sub-site model. But you can also opt for mega menu. And with mega menu, uh, it really looks cool. It's obviously a podcast. I cannot really easily describe it to you, but you can have this big fly-out menus with sections and subsections underneath. So you can uh, pretty much uh, organize many, many sites that are part of the hub in one comprehensive 
menu within your hub. Now, there are more reasons why uh, hub sites prevail over subsites. I listed just five of them here uh, in this episode. Uh, there are actually more reasons. I decided to just highlight the major ones, but, but I recently published a blog post on a similar topic where I actually provided a total of 10 reasons. I will make sure to include the link to that blog post in the show notes, in the episode notes as well. So now I want to come back to something I mentioned earlier and talk about subsites and whether you should have them in your environment at all. Now, obviously, if you created uh, your internet before we had all these modern sites and hub sites, uh, I'm sure you already have some subsites in your environment. The question is whether you should continue creating subsites. And just like I stated in the beginning of this episode, uh, you should not. Essentially, it's not the best practice anymore to create subsites. You should always pretty much proceed with modern sites. Now, there are exceptions, though. Uh, there are exceptions why you will still need to create subsites. The only reason that I see from my experience is the fact that you cannot replicate a modern site if you want to replicate one, if you want to create a template. Uh, at the moment, we do not have an out-of-the-box functionality to replicate a site. So in other words, if you customize your site, if you customize the look and feel, if you added maybe some metadata to the libraries and now you want to replicate this team site, this project site and uh, and create a template and essentially create the rest of the sites based on this template, this cannot be done at the moment out of the box with the modern sites. Uh, could be done if you are comfortable with uh, custom coding and scripting, but not possible out of the box. The only way to recreate a site based on the template would be to utilize a subsite. And that's something I think that made subsites really popular in the past uh, was the fact that you could easily replicate one, right? You would create a subsite, customize it, and then you would go into site settings and choose save site as a template. And, th and then all the new subsites would be based on this template. So nice and convenient. This is the limitation that we currently have and probably the only reason that might prompt you to stick with subsite functionality uh, for the moment uh, in certain use cases. But for the most part, if you do not have this requirement to replicate your site and you're okay with the out of the box, you know, team site that you get, let's say, then I would definitely recommend that you proceed with the modern size all the way. Now, before we end this episode, I also wanted to mention my SharePoint Maven Academy. Uh, it's something I rolled out just recently, just literally a few weeks ago. Uh, and essentially what it is, it's a place where you can enroll in the various SharePoint and Office 365 courses. All the courses are available on demand. These are the same courses that I have been teaching live throughout the years. And I just decided to record them and make them available on demand. So you can pretty much enroll them and access them from the convenience uh, of your home or office. So feel free to check it out. Uh, the address is uh, academy.sharepointmaven.com. I, again, I will include the link in the show notes so you can uh, check it out. You can also, of course, access it from my uh, website, sharepointmaven.com. Uh, but once you click on the link, you will uh, be able to choose between end user courses and site owner courses. So again, feel free to check them out uh, if you have a moment. So this is everything I wanted to cover in this particular episode. Hopefully you learned something new and now have more information about hub sites compared to sub sites. And hopefully I was able to convince you 
why you should be creating modern sites and utilizing hub sites instead of sub sites. As always, we'll be happy to see you on my YouTube channel, as well as my blog, SharePointMaven.com, as well as my future podcasts. Thank you very much and have a great rest of the day. Thank you very much for listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review.